Welcome to episode 71 of the Horror Dads podcast. Hey. You're joined by your host, John and Jamie, and Hello. we have a special interview today, don't we, Jamie? Yes, we do. Our buddy, Zach, from uh, the Death, 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 from the Death Comes Lifting brand and podcast. Yeah. Zach's awesome. He was an awesome dude that we met at the Living Dead convention at the Monroeville Mall, and uh, we just kind of hit it off and asked him to be on the podcast, and here he is. Yeah, and we thought in the spirit of where we met him at the Monroeville Mall that we would cover zombie films. So. Yeah, it made sense. We've, we, I think yeah. episode two or three we did zombies, right? Yeah, Way with, back. Uh, with Jay. Jay Bon and Singa, yeah. yeah, who wrote the Walking Dead novels. But uh, we're back from War Zombie. We talk about three new films. So Zach's picks were not redundant for what uh, uh, Jay had picked. So yeah, this is fun. Yeah, I feel like we covered a different spectrum. Yeah, Zombies Part 2. Yep. So if you are new to the show, welcome. I uh, hope you guys dig it. If you're if you're coming back, thanks for rejoining us. Uh, as always, we're going to shoot the shit here, catch up for the next uh, 10, 15 minutes, and then we'll jump into our interview with Zach. Yes. So, Jamie, what have you been, uh, what have you been buying? Let's start there, man. Anything? No. Nothing? Nope. So, I have my eye on a few things at the moment. So, Arrow, I think through the end of the month is doing a sale. Sale, yeah. yeah. For the U.S., yep. So, what's the, uh, what is it, Girls' Night Out? The one with the bear? Yes, yeah. yeah. So I've been looking at that. I wanted to pick that up. And then also there is a a film that's like kind of generated some buzz. I posted about it uh, called Night School from 1981. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and like everyone has been like, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. And I'd never even heard of it. So I am going to pick that up, I think, because I want to check that out. Yeah, dude, that's um, those when I get on those Arrow websites. Yeah. I do that thing again where I just get overwhelmed and don't buy anything yeah. because I want everything. Um, I also still need to get the Killer Clowns vinyl from Waxwork. Oh, I yeah. I feel like yeah. that's a must. Our buddy Zach, I think, picked it up. He did. Yeah. yeah. Zach let us know. The uh, artwork is amazing it, on that, dude. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm excited. I want to pick that up, too. I got my little record player set up behind me. I moved it down yeah. here. So. Mm-hmm been spinning discs while I'm still working, working I'm still working on getting a better uh speaker system for my vinyl setup so I haven't been buying as much because listening isn't super enjoyable yeah because like one of the speakers keeps going out and yeah. it's like it's fucking <laughs> annoying it pisses me off every time actually yeah what are you wearing over there man all right so wearing the uh band t-shirt to the concert yeah. I have the uh <laughs> the death comes lifting shirt mine is so it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre like movie cover essentially and uh he's a big he's big into puns as you're gonna find out so this is it says the tech the flexus gainsaw massacre yeah so, so all perfect. of uh all of zach's merch is really uh cool stuff that's punny and you know obviously horror Relevant. related yeah um sometimes weaves in a little bit of pop culture so yeah it's it's super fun the brand's amazing and you guys are gonna love his stuff and you're gonna love hearing from him he's he's cool so today it's what, August 12th or August 13th? Yeah. In Northeast Ohio. And the past few mornings and evenings have been feeling fall, dude. Uh, so they I have. actually, yeah. I busted out my my Stay Evil hoodie. I got it on, man. I my, see that. My fall staple. So it's been, uh, it's been chilly. And we, this is strange, but we're doing a morning recording. So it is strange. Yeah. You know what I've been putting on in the morning for work before uh, the sun comes up? Well, way up. 
is uh my David Slobodnik mm. crew neck sweatshirt. It's like the perfect thing to throw on when you're a little bit chilly. Yeah. And uh, it's got that fall vibe. So, so soft. like, it's the softest article of clothing we own. It, dude, it is the <laughs> softest. Um, I always try to wait till September 1st, like right after my birthday to let my mind get into the fall mode. But like, phew, fuck, I dude, feel like I'm, I'm getting there, man. This the weather devil is and God are raging me. inside yeah. you at the moment. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> look at hey. that deep what drop. A, way to go. I'm actually proud of myself. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. So, uh, what, anything going on with family? Anything cool? Yeah. I mentioned last time about the, uh, the neighbor kids asking me about horror films and stuff. Well, now my kids and the neighbor kids have all been like playing this game where they'll like chase each other around, which is pretty common kid game. Yeah. But the like antagonist in this game is Pennywise. So like, you'll just hear all the neighbor kids like, yeah, it's Pennywise. (laughs) And then you'll see like my four year old son, like, yeah, it's me, Pennywise. I saw it's uh, like. Really fun. I'm always laughing. Uh, my my sister, your wife, texted yeah. me a, a picture of your youngest uh, peering down into the drain in front of your house. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. It just said he's looking for Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's hilarious. So I don't have a... Um, I've got a, a, a extended family kind of reference and story here to talk about. But I this past week reconnected with some old friends from when I lived in the Chicago area uh, growing up, I've talked about uh, my buddies, Mike and Steve, uh, growing up, you know, a few times on the show. You know, I was with them the night I watched The Burbs and uh, Halloween 6, the oh, yeah, Michael right, Myers, yeah. uh, and, and their brother, Pat, as well. So I was together with all of them. Uh, so they were kind of the entry, you know, they, they always were super into horror. They're the ones that saw Scream before I did and kind of bullied me into watching Scream. And... Um, I reconnected with them this week and they found out about the podcast and they still love horror movies and they're nice. Uh, they've become listeners and whatnot. So, and they've got cool. kids and yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's really neat. Oh, so, so they're horror dads as well. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it's really cool. So I'm super pumped to be reconnected with those dudes. And they were like, when you think of stranger things, that friend group like that, that was the first like experience I had with that, you know, obviously you have a zillion, other friends that I've spent probably more time with than I did them, but uh, they were a big part of my childhood. Sure. So yeah. Cool to reconnect with them. What about uh, watching? What have you been watching? All right. So, dude, I finally watched The Black Phone last night. Oh, what'd you think? Yeah. So it's streaming on Peacock, I think. Uh, so if you have Peacock, it's free or streaming on there. Oh, so it's not um, twenty one ninety nine like no, it was for me? No. You know, what's funny <laughs> is my wife, like I haven't even... When you did that, I was like, I'm not even going to like ask if she wants to spend 20 bucks to watch this movie. <laughs> and then she sends me a text yesterday that was like, uh, let's watch the black phone tonight. And I was like, oh, she's down to spend the money. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, no, it's streaming on Peacock. I was like, well, even better. Uh, but yeah, no, we, we both watched it and, um, I think we both dug it. I thought it was, here's the thing. It's like, it's not a perfect movie, but I was, I had a lot of fucking fun with it. You know, it was a super enjoyable watch. As I watch it more, I'll probably like it less. Yeah. Uh, but I had a great experience the first time around. I, I thought, I thought the movie was good. I, I'm not sure it's totally a horror, horror film. Definitely had tense and scary parts. And Ethan Hawke is uh, pretty frightening. And Dude, I say it's a horror film. The scene on the, of the abduction, like when he comes like kind of t- tumbling out of the van 
with the balloons and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. That that scene is really chilling. Super fucking chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then like even the little jump scares down in the room. Yeah. Yeah, it's a horror movie, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's it's good. Like I I'm not gonna lie, I jumped a couple times. And I was I still I don't know if this is just because it's in my brain, but it to me it plays like a short story rather than a feature film. Yeah. Yeah. There's some sort of vibe to it where it's like I know what you it's, mean. It's indefinable, yeah. but it's there. There's a vibe in there that's that's definitely uh, it, it's different. Yeah, even the way it's shot is a little like. I, there were times where I was like, I'm not. I don't know if I like this artistic choice. Uh, but e- even still, yeah, I'd say two thumbs up. Yeah, it's good, man. It's good. Uh, so Joe Bob says, check it out. Does he? I I, I don't oh. know. Oh, okay. That was just my little thing I just did, and then you blew it up. <laughs> then I called you out on it. <laughs> so I have just been beating the hell out of Buffy. Still watching that so hard. I know the last time we we talked, that's what oh, I had been watching, and shit. I'm still watching Buffy. That was one of my family antics, too. Is So my kids now, my wife has been watching, like I said, also obsessed with Buffy right now. She's like, I don't know, season six or whatever the fuck. Which is insane. And so she's just fucking blazing through it. And the kids have been watching it with her. Now they fucking love it. And the musical episode, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but she played it for the kids. They are now obsessed. My eight-year-old, he's been running around with it on the phone, like listening to it, riding his bike. He's got the the hoverboard that has Bluetooth. So he's been zipping around, listening to this Buffy the musical through the fucking neighborhood. The neighbors are probably like, turn that 90s shit off. (laughs) Why is your kid's hair uh, dyed yeah, why is platinum it bleach blonde, blonde yeah. and slicked back now? Yeah, he want, my son wants to be Spike for Halloween. Well, he basically is Spike in real life. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, sorry to, to, sorry to no, uh, no, no. barge your story there. No, that's that's I've been living that same thing, and it's been really fun to see you know my nephews getting into it. And I, I constantly have been texting Kate, um, my sister, about certain episodes and whatnot. And I yeah. just... I, and blindsided on how important that show was to me growing up and rewatching it again. Uh, it's just, it's been really fun and really enjoyable. So been all in on that. Good. Any, any movies or anything or no, no, nothing new, no, yeah. nothing, nothing new. I have, uh, some plans for our, our next episode to talk cool. about a few things nice. uh, specific, but, uh, for, for this one, yeah, we're just going to roll with that. Awesome. You got a birthday coming up, man. I do. Two weeks? Yeah, uh, from, from yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Yep. All right. So Jamie's got a birthday coming up, and we actually have- We some, have a special guest. Oof, that we're, re- we're recording with on Jamie's that birthday. That day on my birthday. Happy birthday to me. So we're not going to divulge who that is, but I'm just going to- I'll drop a hint and say, um, we talk about, specifically I talk about a film, a shit load on this podcast and this person is affiliated with that movie and i cannot wait for you guys to hear from from him he's been uh amazingly uh generous and kind thus far in our conversations and we're super amped to talk to him um in a couple weeks yeah so before we jump in we have a new patron we need to welcome uh teresa riddle uh teresa thank you so much for joining patreon thank you so much teresa uh i, I think happy uh, to have you on board I think we've been corresponding with you on, on Instagram. So just really appreciate your support and you following us and, and everything. And it means the world to us. It really does. Uh, if you are interested, uh, other listeners in joining our Patreon, we have a $10 tier and a $5 tier, tons of extra bonus content. We do a bonus episode each month. 
We do a watch through episode each month. We do a never seen it segment each month where we watch a horror film we've never seen before and we talk about it. So, we also have a uh, Discord channel for patrons. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Really good discussions on there. So eager to get more of you in there. Yeah. And we also drop, uh, Jamie and I have been really into music production and we'll drop songs on there too that we're working on musically. So if you're into that or interested, um, please head over and check it out. We also do have a website, horrordads.com. Um, Get some merch. You can suit yourself up with some merch. And we do have um, an existing design that's going to be uh, available in a new style, we'll say, upcoming here soon for fall. So keep your eyes out on a very limited drop that's going to occur. Uh, it'll be, like I said, very limited, but... I think that's it, man. Do we want to get at it and talk zombies and talk with Zach? Let's go. Let's do it. Welcome to episode 71 of the Horror Dads podcast. We are very pleased to be joined today by Zach Belante. Didn't uh, confirm that's how I uh, pronounce your last name, so I hope I got that right. And we're getting the A-OK. So Zach is the owner and proprietor of the brand Death Comes Lifting. He also has a podcast called the Death Comes Lifting Podcast, and he's a hell of a dude. We met him at the Living Dead Weekend in Pittsburgh. Zach, welcome to the show, man. Dude, it's honored to be here, man. Thank you guys both for having me. It means a lot. Dude, we are, uh, we're so pumped to have you on. I, we found your booth uh, right next to Ghoulish Gary at the Living Dead Weekend, and uh, I picked yeah. up a shirt that I'm wearing right now. And uh, Yeah, man, we love the brand, and we're so pumped to have you on the show to do a little chat. Dude, yeah, that was that was a great time, man. Sometimes that show's a little bit crazy and hectic for me, but uh, being next to Ghoulish Gary and meeting him and meeting guys like you, it was it was awesome. That that dude's awesome. Yeah, very fortuitous, man. Like you could be stationed next to anybody, and you got you got a That's legend. What I said. Yeah, and I, I didn't realize like half the shit that guy's done. Just like looking through his art, I'm like, I have all this stuff. Like, I'm a huge fan of you. I didn't even know you were a real person. You know? Yeah, <laughs> we just hit it off, and we talked about Alice Cooper like all day, and it was it was great. I it actually was, it was the best convention buddy I've ever had. That's amazing. Just last night was messaging with Gary about Alice Cooper because my my stepmother uh, bought a Alice Cooper vinyl uh, that I found in her house, and I was over there yesterday, and I was like, There you go. I was like, I got to send this to Gary. And I sent it to him. He was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. That's a great vibe, man. That's a good omen. Um, I'm trying to go see him on his tour. I was actually just messaging Gary about that because they're coming to uh, Buffalo. And he lives in he lives in Canada, obviously. So I was trying to see if maybe he wanted to cross the border and meet up at a show or something, which might happen. Oh, it's so amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Zach, tell us about your brand, man. The Death Comes Lifting brand. We we that So that convention that we're just referring to uh was great uh but we yeah. had probably like five really important takeaways from that experience and you and your brand were certainly one of them so yeah yeah that's always cool to hear man um i always want to stand out i always want to be the odd man out which is it's kind of funny it shows um like horror shows especially i always joke like of all the scary fucked up shit that's at a horror convention most people are afraid of me because they think I'm going to make them like do sit ups or something like that, you know, or like <laughs> or like eat healthy. So people avoid me like like the plague sometimes, which I, I think is awesome, and uh, I think that's I think that stands out, which is cool. But yeah, that's just the the whole brand and really the purpose behind the brand was I am a fat heavy metal horror nerd first, 
I always will be that person. And that's my heart. But I found myself for better or for worse in the fitness world later in life. I was very unhealthy, got myself healthy and just decided like, hey, I could probably do this for other people. I like it. And it's just a path I want to take in life. You know, I didn't want to go to school and do a traditional thing like that. So became a personal trainer in, in the fitness realm. But, you know, I always hung on to my roots, man, of the of heavy metal and horror and just never lost touch with with the scene. And in the gym world, there's not many people like that. You know, there's some you meet some, but there, there's really not many. And, um, you know, I'm like, I don't want to wear this like Nike shit. I don't want to like, you know, do do the whole thing like that. I don't want to be like the so I, I've hated jocks my entire life. Like, yeah. you know, like a nerd does. And I just didn't want to be that that guy. I wanted to be the cool jock if I if I was one, you know. So I was like, I'm just going to like maybe see if I could make a line of clothes that maybe some of my friends would want to wear, you know, like to the gym or something like some funny lifting shirts with like, you know, have some skulls on it or something like that. Then it became this very quickly. So, uh, I'm very blessed that, that it did, you know, it, it took off and people gravitated towards it. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm very proud of it now for sure. You have to love when I, when an idea comes together and then it just starts snowballing into something that you never imagined, but you know, something that's uh, amazing. So that's badass. Yeah, that's, the, that's the best way to do it. You know, it's always, it's always organic. You know, yeah. I've always been kind of an artistically minded person, you know, you know, back, I always wanted to be an artist or, you know, a special effects makeup artist. Cause I love horror movies. Oh yeah. And, and you live but in I'm Pittsburgh, not as good which as is like the Mecca. Gary. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I was saying that you live in Pittsburgh, which is like the Mecca for special effects. Right. Right. Yeah. And, Tom. Um, yeah. I, uh, my fiance actually went to the Tom Savini school program and she, she's amazing. She does that. She does that stuff. And Dude. I'm just not that. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. And I'm just not that good. You know, I just, and, uh, <laughs> I, I love it though. And I thought I was like a good artist growing up and stuff. And I, I sketch all the designs out for the clothes and everything, but I can hold my own, but I'm not like good enough to make a living like ghoulish Gary being an artist. You know what I mean? So it's glad that, uh, I'm, I'm glad I could find this path for me. There's, fulfills me artistically, but also helps people out. And I also get to be a personal trainer and kind of run a brand and make a little bit of money at the same time. Never hurt anybody Dude. either. If, if that ever happens. Yeah. I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. Did you design the logo? I love that logo. Yeah, yeah I did, man. And nice. uh, me and my, uh, my best friend from high school, his name's Wyatt. He's not listening to this probably because he has better shit to do, but shout out to Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he's a, he's very good at, uh, graphic design i'm a i'm a caveman and i sketch everything out like on paper and i hand write stuff and i was like what do you think of this he's like let me put it through the computer so yeah he made he made that and i honestly i mean yeah i got i got a tattoo of it i love i love that logo man the uh the cross bell in the in the coffin is it's one of those things i wanted when i made this brand a thing was like i need like a logo that is cool and representative of like horror and death comes lifting and like darker sides of things, but also one that's not going to alienate people. Like it could stand up there with Reebok or something like that. You know, it's not yeah, like a, yeah. a death metal bands logo. That's all splattered in blood and you can't read it. And then, you know, has dead babies hanging from it and shit. I wanted to like, you know, <laughs> have it resonate, have it be dark enough, but professional and clean enough to uh, resonate as like kind of a legit brand. Yeah, I think it fulfills that purpose. It it hits both notes and uh it's it's clean like you said. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's what we try to do. We do have some funkier, you know, dirtier designs, but uh for the most part I kind of like to make them clean and concise. Yeah, love it. So Thanks, I man. I definitely feel like 
levity and humor are part of what what you put together. So you want to talk oh, yeah. about, I guess, how you juggle humor and the serious stuff uh, with with the outcome and like what inspiration for like actual, you know, specific designs. Sure, know, motivators. Uh, that's that's a really good question. Um, probably something I don't think about enough because the short answer is I'm just like a goofy fucking dude you know (laughs) like i just want to put myself into it and i uh i always i never took anything too seriously i I mean i take this very seriously but at the end of the day it's super goofy and super crazy and i i like that i never wanted anything very serious and if i was me not as a personal trainer but if i was me in my you know my younger days i would never listen to somebody that didn't have a sense of humor or was super serious about anything like getting in shape, getting a job, going to school, doing the thing, like being, you know, I never wanted to be this like serious guru muscle guy trainer telling you what to do because I know things. I just wanted to be fucking, I'd much rather make people laugh than anything else in the world really. And if you look at our YouTube videos, my style of training and teaching classes and just delivering content to people, I'm basically ripping myself apart the whole time, making fun of myself and making like goofy puns and like that. That's just what I do. Right. So I wanted the the branding when this started to be like, uh, this isn't, I don't know if this technically counts as a zombie movie, so I didn't put it on my list, but my favorite horror movie of all time is probably evil dead Two, mm. And yeah, it, because that's like the one I saw when I was super young and I just always gravitated towards it. And I love the whole, explosion of everything like it's a seriously fucked up movie it's like if you watch it it's a seriously it's well done it's fucked up it's scary but it's basically the three stooges it's hilarious it's it's, It's so over the top with humor yeah yeah and the the language and and everything so i really try to put that spirit into basically everything i do in this world so that's kind of where that comes from i would say yeah awesome so just for for context uh, so Jamie's shirt for the for example says the Flexus sure. Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, uh, we have Flexus Gainsaw Massacre. Oh, Gainsaw, yeah. Dude, we we can't Gainsaw. fit enough puns on a shirt, bro. I'll just <laughs> I'll, I'll keep making them happen. <laughs> and then what well, you've also got Night of the Lifting Dead. Uh, yeah, Barbell Lagosa. That one. <laughs> I'm not kidding. When I saw the Barbell Lagosa uh, T come out, I I. I had to set my coffee down because I was laughing so hard. Dude, thank you. That means yeah. so much more than anything, man. Like I'd, I'd much rather humor people. Yeah, sometimes they come easy. Sometimes they come quick. On the uh, the evil shred T-shirt, we have a, uh, you know, it's a we do those mock posters. So like what uh what he has on the uh, Flexus Gainsaw Massacre, we have like names under, and we try to like change everybody's name to make it like a a lifting pun or something. <laughs> and sometimes it's so. Uh, they come so quick and others were like staring at movie posters for like three days, like trying to figure <laughs> out what, what, what to do, but we make it, we make it work, man. And that's, that's something I take. I take not being serious, very serious. Yeah. I think that's what I loved about your brand so much, like standing at the booth. It was like, Oh, that's a great design. And then as you dig in, you start laughing at the puns um, yeah. and you start thinking how clever they are. So yeah, I mean, it, it all came together and uh, I think you guys have a great brand. Just Thank a great you, idea. Man. Yeah. More than meets the eye. For sure, yeah. That's kind of what I I always wanted to do. I love those things where, like, as you dig in, you discover more, and uh, you, you like, you see more that you like, you know? Right. Thank you. Do you have a a pun notebook you carry around? 
Yeah, I have a bunch. I have I have a bunch of notebooks that I have sketches and designs on, and yeah, yeah. So, so most of them, if 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 the ones that you see printed, if anyone's like, this is too stupid or this is too ridiculous, you should see the ones that don't make the cut. Is <laughs> all I'll say because uh, my one friend who helps me the most with this, doing the the graphic design, like I said before, he's kind of like my. Um, I don't want to say fact checker, but just somebody's like, I don't know if you want to put this out to like the, the, the public, we should maybe, gravity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we should maybe reel it back a little bit. And so I always overshoot. I always, I always want more. And then he brings it down to a level that's acceptable. So that's funny. Yeah. So you it's not going to go away anytime soon. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, you mentioned evil dead too, uh, mm-hmm. as one of your main inspirations. Uh, what else did you grow up with that kind of inspired, uh, the brand and your love for horror? Uh, well, fucked up childhood probably is the, is the biggest one of all of those, um, just general trauma, but that's everybody. So that's nothing new. Uh, Halloween, obviously Michael Myers was always my favorite villain, you know, the boogeyman. I always thought he was the fucking coolest for sure. Uh, Michael Myers, Evil Dead. I loved the. Um, I didn't love it till later in life a little bit, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, obviously, when I did the shirt from it is one is one of my favorite horror movies ever. Um, I like going to haunted houses too. Like as, a, as like a little kid, you know, like I wanted to do that shit. I wasn't afraid. I always just thought it was awesome, right? Yeah, that whole uh, like environment. Yeah, yeah. and I just uh, I always felt at home. I don't know. Uh, I was born in September. You know, I'm a Virgo. We're we're children of a of autumn i always just felt at home around around the pumpkins and the uh the spooky shit you know it's just something i've 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 never been scared of like even as a kid like very rarely was i ever scared legitimately of of this shit i just always have loved it as a person growing up in pittsburgh um you know george romero yeah filmed night living dead dawn of the dead in the monroeville mall where we met you in pittsburgh tom savini as we mentioned is from that area uh so growing up as a kid were you aware of that fact that pittsburgh had its own like micro horror hub notoriety yeah i was um maybe not till you know like you're nine ten not like when you're when you're barely know what's down the street from you but um yeah my dad was very cool is very cool still and he he took me to see a lot of horror movies like if i wanted to watch it he's like yeah absolutely i'll fucking take you to see hellraiser 3 in the movie theater you're three years old i don't care that's awesome let's do that so you know and he he would take me and he he kind of told me like hey this this all this shit was filmed around here and you know we went to a horror convention you know living dead weekend when you're a little kid you get to you know see all these people tom sabini lives fucking five minutes away from you you know yeah so yeah I, w- I was acutely aware of it but um i'm not gonna lie i i uh and really why i thought this would be a cool episode to talk about with zombie movies and stuff is i never really was the biggest fan of any of that stuff i think it's cool and i i maybe it's because i'm from here that i might appreciate it less you know yeah um, that's just one of the one of those things that's a curse, I guess. But even I like all that those movies and I appreciate them. And I think George Romero is a, was a, a complete bad motherfucker and um, way ahead of his time. But to say that any of those movies are in like my top ten, or pro- probably not. You know, interesting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, and, I, yeah. I love that story about your dad too. Um, do you have? 
the mo- the movie theater that you guys would go to? Is that still around? Yeah, it's by the, it's a, uh, it's in, well, so I'm from South Hills, Pittsburgh. It's like a Bethel Park area. There's one right by South Hills Village Mall that we go to all the time. And the Galleria is also a mall that, uh, yeah, we go to. They're still there. They made it way nicer now. There's like leather and recline seats. You can get and, you know, a beer and stuff. 20 bucks and all that shit, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. What do you guys think from being from Youngstown that you're like close enough to come to Pittsburgh kind of whatever, right? It's like an hour, 15 minutes away or something like that. Yeah. Were you attracted to Pittsburgh to come for like a, a horrors, horror things growing up? Yeah. So my, my version of what you're explaining with your dad would be my stepmom. Um, cause she, she also loves horror and she's from Pittsburgh originally. Okay, cool. Sweet. So, and you know, our, our favorite movie together has always been Halloween, uh, and pretty much everything John Carpenter, but she's like very Pittsburgh proud and, uh, Pittsburgh pride. So from a young age, she was always like, no, uh, George Romero is King and this guy named Tom Savini, like, so it was one of those things where it was like, no, we drink icy light in this fucking house because like we're proud cool. of uh, Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? No, so. that's cool. That's really cool. Actually, people from Pittsburgh are very proud and I, I'm definitely proud to be from Pittsburgh. And I think that uh, it's a good place for me to set up this horror brand because of the of the community around it. You know, it's yeah. not necessarily hard to convince horror fans to you know, support your stuff. If it's night of the lifting dead expired, night of the living dead inspired around Pittsburgh. So yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're blessed to have that. I always, that convention's always really does really well. And it's cool to see everybody. It's crazy also to see everybody like, like people are really flying in from California to go to the fucking Monroeville mall. Are you kidding me? White people are insane, right? <laughs> it's out of their fucking minds. But uh, the only reason I, you know, the only time I'm ever there is for that convention. It's not like, you know, people, you're, you're from Pittsburgh. You must go hang out at Monroeville mall. It's like, no, I don't think I'm there, no. No, not at all, <laughs> you know, but uh, it's just funny, man. You know, it's, it's neither here nor there. It's just funny. Yeah. No, yeah. I, buy, I buy shoes online. Yeah. Like, like yeah. everybody else. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Grove Mall's like kind of shitty. I don't know if anybody, if people know that on a regular non-convention <laughs> weekend, it's not the greatest place to be. Yeah. I don't know. I was really, uh, like I had it all amped up in my head when I was there. I was like, if I lived here, I'd go here every goddamn weekend. Yeah. Go check it out. I mean, maybe you would for like three weekends and then you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, yeah, what, that's probably what that was. <laughs> Yeah. It's what, a lot cooler than our mall. I'll tell you that. What, uh, what's the theme of your podcast, Zach? Uh, it is ever, a little bit of everything. We started mainly doing like, uh, music, metal bands, people like that. People from the underground metal bands. Cause that's what my co-host Schuler is really into. He's really into death metal and we support all the underground bands. So the, and I love that stuff too. That's my favorite music. So I'd always have them on anytime, but just uh, recently we kind of rebranded and, and switched it up a little bit and we're going to get more like health and wellness people to go with the lifting and the, and the, uh, the health and wellness aspect of death comes lifting. And uh, you know, basically anybody, anybody we can, it's, it's horror, it's heavy metal, it's wellness, but it's also just, you know, shooting the shit and doing whatever we can. I kind of like the no, no limits, no real theme, but it's all within the theme at the same time. Yeah. Like a general discussion. We prefer yeah. that as well. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. We'll have some re- recurring guests on that we we like. That's always good to talk to and catch up with and talk about what they're 
favorite movies and records are and stuff. Just nerdy shit, nerdy shit, but also some helpful shit if we can get get the guests on at the same time, you know. But it, it's been cool. It's been totally cool. Yeah, I feel like but, Pittsburgh uh, has a good, a pretty good music scene. Yeah, we do. We do, especially recently. You know, within the last couple of years, it's been really cool. A lot of new places have opened up that we can play, and there's a ton of metal bands. There's some. It's a it's a it's a really supportive community for sure. Yeah, I'm thankful to be part of it. Awesome. What has been the uh, the biggest pro and cons of running uh, your own company or business so far? Um, I always say like, if I really knew how much it was going to take and how much like work and everything and logistics and money it was going to take to like, just get to the point where I am now, I probably like wouldn't have done it at at first. You know, if somebody presented me with a piece of paper, like here's all this shit you're going to have to do and everything you're going to have to buy and everything you're going to have to travel and do all, you know, I'd probably be like, fuck that. But (laughs) at the same time, it's totally gratifying, you know, and I'm, I have a big problem with authority, so I can never work for anybody else. It would just not, it just won't end well for either party involved. So I, I'm glad that I can work for myself. I can make my own hours and, um, it's afforded me great opportunities. You know, I got to meet the coolest people from conventions and traveling to do podcasts and, uh, you know, people invite me to their gyms to come work out. I get to travel all over the world. I get to meet awesome fucking people like yourselves and share stories and, it's a very fulfilling experience, you know, it, it really is. And, um, I just, yeah, I couldn't be more thankful, man. It's, but it is, um, it is hard work. You know, I don't really put that out there too much. Cause I, you know, like I said, I always kind of want to be the, the cool, funny guy. I never want to post like grinding today, you know, <laughs> shit like that. But, uh, it, it, it is, man. It's a, it's a, at the end of the day, it's, it's a fuck ton of work, but I'd rather be, working really hard for something like this than like bartending. Yeah. Which is, which is basically what I'm qualified to do otherwise, you know? Also, it's great when that all happens organically. Um, so like you didn't have a, it's like you said, if you had everything mapped out, it would have seemed daunting and overwhelming. Uh, but when I, when that all just comes organically and you're working here and there to get it done, um, it just kind of feels so gratifying and great. Uh, and you don't overthink it, you know? Yeah, that's that's the secret, man. Just don't don't overthink it and just keep moving. That's what I do. And uh, if I hadn't started this death comes lifting, I probably would have been a semi successful personal trainer, gym operator, manager, yoga teacher, person or whatever and doing okay. But there was just always more in it for me than that in life and in work. I needed to do something in the in the arts in the horror heavy metal community is just what I needed to do, you know, you, we all have our purpose in this world. So I, I'm happy to have found mine a little bit more than, than most. That's amazing, man. We're pleased that you followed your heart. And uh, now I have a, at least one cool t-shirt to wear because of it. And I'll <laughs> hey, definitely buy more. I'm so glad you like that one, bro. Um, I'm really excited to, to use that one. We're doing creature feature weekend in Gettysburg at the end of the month. Nice. Um, have you guys ever been to Gettysburg? No, no. I mean, it's like four hours away from me. So it's probably like five and a half away from you. So it's a little, it's a bit of a hike. It's in the middle of middle of Pennsylvania, but it's a, uh, it's one of the most haunted places because of the uh, main battles of the civil war took place there. So like shit ton of people died and it's sure. super spooky, all that stuff. But um, the main reason is uh, 
they're doing a Texas Chainsaw reunion, and you can get your photo op with the hitchhiker and grandpa in full makeup. Oh, my and God. I never pay for pictures with anybody when I do conventions, like, ever. I'm always like, I'm here to, like, do my thing, make money, meet people, you know. I'm not paying 75 bucks for anybody's fucking picture. I don't care who you are. But I will pay for that. <laughs> and I will be wearing those shirts in, in, in that. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited for that. For oh, sure. Dude, so come awesome. see us, everybody, if you're in Gettysburg. Come hang out. Yeah, seriously. And what are the dates on that? Uh, August 26th through the 28th, uh, last weekend of the month. That's Jamie's birthday. August 26th. Go, Jamie. Yes. Like the day's already... When my wife is like, oh, what do you, what, what do you want to do uh, for dinner? And we'd be like, well, I'm going to be in Gettysburg. So yes, I hope you are. Yeah. Come on out. What, uh, I was actually going to ask, it's funny you say that about the photos. Cause I was going to ask, have you ever been starstruck at conventions? Like, oh fuck, I just need to get this picture. I mean, I kind of like some, maybe at first a little bit, I yeah. was starstruck. Um, but Bill, Bill Mosley again, is in always, the next room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always had in my mind that like I I'm here to do my thing. I'm here to make as much money as I can. I'm here to make as cool connections as I can. I'm not gonna, you know Business. if I have to sell three shirts to make ninety dollars, I'm not gonna spend eighty on it on a picture with like Tony Todd or something. You know, like I just <laughs> I, you, you have to have that like in your mind, I think. Yeah. Uh, at least for me. Um because I'm going as a little bit more than a fan. Like if sure. I was going as a fan, then sure. But I'm not going really as a fan. So you're uh, able to separate the fandom and the business side. I that's part of the lame thing about being a business owner is you have to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, if it were up to me, I'd drink and get pictures and autographs with everybody the whole time and just hang out and not do shit. You know what I mean? I would have fun. Sure. But uh, I do have fun. But I, I like to go and hang out. That's when you the just call a friend. Who and me there. the most is Tom Atkins. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tom Atkins starstruck me the most. Uh, he signed something for me, which is very cool. And uh, because I, I invited him to come on my podcast and he said, yes. Yeah. So we had Tom Atkins on the podcast and oh my God. he gave me a bunch of autographs and it was fucking, he's the nicest dude. He lives like a half an hour away from me. He lives yeah. in like Mount Lebanon in, in, uh, in Pittsburgh area. He's the nicest, sweetest, sweetest fucking dude. So I have a man crush on Tom Atkins. So I will say, that yes, I was starstruck by Tom Atkins. You, and I met Alice Cooper at Steel City Con one time. And I was starstruck by Alice Cooper. That was yesterday, wasn't it? That yeah, yeah. I went with my uh well, not my cousin your, who not uh, your story you're telling, but not not Alice Cooper, yeah. but yeah, Steel City Con. Yeah, he, my cousin's nuts, and he's one of these people that will pay for everything to get pictures and autographs and stuff. And he's like, Hey man, I got the John Carpenter photo op, so if you want to hop in it with me, just buy a ticket and come on down. <laughs> so we did. We met, met John Carpenter yesterday, it was cool. Oh man! So you went, you went and did that yesterday? Yeah, what, totally. Was the um, did they have the car there from Halloween? Yeah, the station wagon. Yeah, it was, it was set up outside, and they have. I did a Monster Mania in Philly one year, and they had it there too. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. It is that. That's just pretty cool to see. I do love Halloween, and it was cool to meet John Carpenter. Like you know, but you know, it's not like I had a conversation with him. I just said what's up, and we took our picture. But. Uh, it was cool. It was cool to be around him, I guess. Yeah. Jamie and I were laughing like about like, oh my God, he's so much nicer than we thought. Not John Carpenter. We were talking about, I can't even remember who. Yeah. And then we were like looking at the line and we were like, okay, $80 times the 200 people in this line. Like you better be fucking smiling. 
Cause you're literally so, looking at all this cash walking yeah. up to you. <laughs> That's always my attitude too. Like if you, if you're a dick, like in that environment, like I don't, I just can't get down with that. You know, totally. What, what's funny about all of this is before we left. So Jamie's married to my sister and before we left to oh, yeah. come to the, <laughs> to the living dead convention, I, I went and picked Jamie up. My nephews were there. I'm hugging them. Talking to my sister for a minute. Jamie and I are like getting ready to walk out the door. And I was my like sister talking about Tom Savini doing the like, yeah the, the photo op photo, thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. My sister's like, okay, don't buy dumb shit. And uh, like we're getting ready to walk out, and Jamie's like, oh, just hang on one second. And I hear him go back inside. He's like, what? Like, what do you mean by dumb <laughs> shit? Like, can you give me some parameters here? <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I, I say that too. That's funny, man. I uh. I love like toys and action figures and like all that stuff. So like going to a convention for me, is like, it's basically like, I'm just like looking at porn the entire time and knowing <laughs> I can't buy it or touch it. You know yeah. what I mean? I just make, I make myself, I'm like, Nope, I'm not spending any money on toys, but I just go and look at them and I'm like, fuck, this is so awesome. So I get it, but it's the same thing. My, my, yeah, my fiance's like, no, we have to pay for a wedding so you can't buy Leatherface's yeah. fucking sledgehammer or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the worst part about those conventions is that you see you see shit you didn't even know you wanted. You know, like John was okay. like, I really want to buy this script now that I'm that I've been staring I, at. Dude, I still I think about that yeah. a lot. That script. And I what's want funny it and is, I didn't buy it. But what's funny about that is I never heard you talk about wanting a script no. before that. No, 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 yeah. not even something I even thought of. <laughs> Once See, the opportunity presented something itself. I would buy, I think. A script, I think, is justifiable because it's like, I love books. I love to read. Yeah. And I think that's good. That enriches your mind. So a script is like the same thing. I think you can make the health and wellness argument into buying a script. I'm with you. All right. There you go. Well, How about that? I got to go find a script today signed by Evil Ed. Because that's... It yeah, was is that the fright. one? It yeah. Is that what it was? That's cool. Yeah. It was Fright Night signed by... Signed by Evil Ed himself. That's cool. I was, uh, we did this show in Memphis, like Joe Bob's Drive In in oh, Memphis. Yeah. Um, oh, I heard year. that was a cool. We convention. had a buddy, uh, a patron who went there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. Um, I know I'm really good friends with the guy who does Buffalo Bill's house. Uh, his name's Chris. I don't know if, you, if you've seen his booth at any show, no. but where no. he owns the house from Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo wow. Bill's house. And uh, he travels, he rents it out like an Airbnb. And he, he goes to all these shows and promotes it. So he was going there and I went, I went there to help him and I had a little setup too. Um, and they showed Halloween three. So there was a lot of Halloween three stuff. Tom Atkins was also there. And what I didn't know being a Halloween three nerd and just a Halloween nerd in general is there's like, there's a couple different versions of that script floating around. I don't know. Do you guys know about this? And it's like, it was, they hired I'm going to like some horror fan is going to watch this and like rip me apart. So like, please like fulfill, <laughs> please like write in what I fucked up and then, and then tell people, but this is like my dumbass understanding knowledge of it. I'll say they hired somebody to write it, whoever it was. And it was like too dark and fucked up. It was like more on the, like the lore of the Stonehenge and like the witchcraft. And there was like a lot more of that in it. Oh yeah. From what I, from what I understand. And they didn't like it or whatever. They changed it and, uh, you know, rewrote it. Tommy Lee Wallace got credited as a writing mm-hmm. writer. And uh, but the original version of the script is still out there. And I feel like some people had those for sale at that convention. And they were like 300 bucks. I was like, shit, I, I really want to read it. But I don't want to read it for a plane ticket home. But yeah, 
Yeah. Anybody okay. out there, verify that and get back to me with the, with the scripts. If you have that it, that makes sense actually, because if you think about it I, and we love that movie. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Uh, as great. It, in its current form, but it is weird that it's called season of the witch, right? Cause uh, I mean, but, yeah. 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 So that, that would make sense that it, there's a, an iteration out there of more witch centric because it's more not, witchy. Yeah. It's totally. not witchy. I love that movie. I think next oh, to the original yeah. Halloween is my favorite Halloween film. It just depends on the day that you ask me. Like, maybe the original, maybe that one, maybe H two O. I don't know, man. Like, maybe just part depends four. on the hour. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm four. not gonna argue with with anything, no matter what you say. You're you're right to me. But yeah. For me, the Halloween movies and just Halloween in general is about the spirit. For right? sure, it's about, oh, the, it's about the atmosphere. It's dude, just 100%. about the vibe, right? Yep, the ambiance and shit. Yeah. Ambiance in in the original Halloween is unfuckwithable in the in that in that realm, <laughs> yeah. right? The spirit is there. You put that on, it could be ninety degrees in August in Youngstown or Pittsburgh, but you can like shut the blinds and put on Halloween and it's October. Ooh, yeah, light a candle. Right? right. I mean, we're about thirty five right seconds yeah, away from doing that. <laughs> and we have a pumpkin candle burning back behind us as well. Right, brothers. <laughs> yeah. But Halloween three, my point was, is that I feel like maybe the only other one in the series that's like that. Yeah. That has yeah. the spirit, you know, of Halloween. So that's why I like it. But I'm looking forward to the new one. I don't I don't hate the new one. No, we're we're with you. Um question on uh back to conventions real quick. Sure. So being a convention uh purveyor, what do what do you do you have conventions you recommend? Like uh like what are, what are some of your favorites? Um flashback weekend in Chicago is fucking awesome. I had I had a ton of fun there. Uh, and we did, I mean, we did really well, but it was just a cool, they had a great lineup, you know, Robert England was there. They had a, like a big Nightmare on Elm Street cast reunion. They always do mm. extra things. I think uh, Kane Hodder was doing Jason X photo ops. And it's just like, they have a lot of shit going on. So I, and, and I love Chicago. If everyone's never been to Chicago, it's a great, great town. It's a great time. People are awesome. So that one is probably my favorite one. Uh, I've only done one Monster Mania. It was Okay. I, you know, I just, I went there to work and not really have fun and check it out. So I didn't really do that. I love, um, it's a small one in Pittsburgh. I like small shows, you know, I like steel city con is fun and like to go to for two hours, but like to work there all weekend, like it's too much of a pain in the ass. Like I, I don't want to do it. Is that just, just horror or is it? No, that's another, that's, that's another reason why it's, I think bigger is because there's a, there's a lot of comic and anime and like a whole the, the lineup's kind of all over the place. Like they get like Chevy Chase once in a while, you know, to, to be the guest, <laughs> which is cool. You know, yeah. like just random. I saw random like stuff. Joey Fatone from NSYNC was there. Yeah, yesterday. he was there. I saw him what yesterday and I was like, man, I thought he was in the Backstreet Boys this whole time. <laughs> I really fucked up. I felt bad, but uh, you, <laughs> he, you bring he up a, ba- nice. a Backstreet Boys nice. hat. You're like, Hey, can you sign my hat? Yeah, and he's like, like oh, fuck shit. this. <laughs> yeah. We were talking, we should bring him like a cannibal corpse record and ask him to sign it or something. Uh, <laughs> But he was really cool. He was really personal with uh, with the fans. Like he was standing up at his table, giving everybody hugs and being being cool. I was like, "Oh, Joe Fatone's a good dude. We'll, we'll give him one there." That's nice. awesome. But um, Horror Realm is one in Pittsburgh that I love. It's a small show, um, but the people that run it are lovely. They treat the vendors and the guests like gold, and they're just uh, it's always a, a great vibe. Everyone there's like family. So I do Horror Realm Have every you done year. A Cinema Wasteland in. Cleveland area. I've never been to called? Cinema Wasteland. Though. I don't know. 
That's the one Chris Garofalo was talking about. Loving. Yeah, I can't I remember if that was the name of it. Yeah, I think that I think that that's what it's called. It's I think it, I, I've heard of it, but yeah, I've never I've never done it. Have you been? We've not. No. We um, just a person that we've had on the show, Chris Garofalo. Okay. He also lives in PA, but I think he's closer to Philly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He he recommended it highly, and he just you know and he, yeah he was raving about that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I do want to check that one out. I think it's next month. That's cool. Maybe yeah. I'll, I'll look into that. I, I kind of just judge the conventions I want to do. Well, I'll always do Living Dead Weekend. I'll always do ones that they let me back. And I'll always do ones that are close to home just because it's it's cool. I like the, the Pittsburgh community is cool. Yeah. Uh, but if I travel for it, my only parameters are if I want to go to it as a fan. Like if, if it attracts me, if it would attract me as just not a business owner, just as a person in the horror world to go to, then I'll be like, okay. <laughs> that one I want to get said yeah I'm in <laughs> yeah yeah we're good there'll be enough enough of uh our kind there to be okay for sure I feel like one that I want to get to is horror hound down in Cincinnati mm, I've only been as a fan uh a long time ago but I uh I do want to go to that I hear it's crowded and it's but it, in yeah. a good way you know the pe- people show up that's what I really liked about the Monroeville mall is how spread out it was you know um yeah like the I love the separation of the stores made it really cool it is cool it is cool they do they do a great job and i think they're doing one in evan city again this year which is uh you know the original location of the night of the living dead cemetery which is a little bit further out it's maybe an hour hour and 15 minutes from pittsburgh but we uh, we almost uh made a trip out there when we came for the living dead weekend convention because we were like you know we're out here we might as well yeah. Then, uh, well, maybe next time it's worth it. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you and say it's like the greatest thing in the world, but you know, it's uh, if, if you're into, especially the original Night of the Living Dead, then it's fucking really yeah. cool. Yeah. We went to a brewery instead. I was going to say we went and drank beers instead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Where do you remember where? Anywhere good? Yeah, we went to uh, Brew Gentleman in Braddock. It's oh, that's good shit. Brew yeah, Gentleman's it's like our favorite. That's our favorite. Spot. Yeah. Oh, that's cool to know. You went to a legit place. I like that about yeah. you guys. Well, <laughs> we you actually, didn't get any hipster whack shit. You went to the real stuff. That's yeah. cool. We uh <laughs> pre COVID we would we would make like a monthly trip out to oh, yeah. gentlemen. We'd just go and kind of Still stock growlers. up and, yeah. yeah, come home. I get my shirts printed right down the street from them in Braddock. There's a print shop called Ink Division. And I've been working with them since the beginning and they do like a bunch of bands around here and they're kinda like a small punk rock operation and they fucking kill it. So I'm in Braddock all the time. So awesome. let me know. Cool. We'll, meet up, we'll meet up for a, a beer sometime. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. All in on that. And if you want to Definitely. go to cinema, uh, wasteland as a fan, yeah, text me, uh, message me after with the, the dates. I have to look into it for yeah. sure. All right, man. What about, uh, so speaking of all this other horror, uh, clothing brands or other horror artists that you are a fan of that inspire you? Ghoulish Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Alice Cooper. Um, no, I should shout some people out, but you know, man, it's kind of like, you know, when you go into like a record store or a movie store and you walk in and you completely forget everything you ever wanted. <laughs> yeah. Like that's kind of when people ask me questions like that, I'm like, shit. Putting you uh, on the spot. My, uh, my fiance really likes this brand called monster tees, but T E A S E. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, um, she has some of their shit and I've looked on They're They're a pretty cool company and I, I like them a lot. Uh, we'll, we'll shout out monster tees. I love, uh, we do love fright rags. Oh yeah. I do love fright rags. And I, and I do have to say that fright rags growing up. Well, you know, before I had 
my own thing was it was someone I looked to to kind of model after oh a my little God, bit. Yeah. You know, you do your, you do your market research, right? And uh, they're killing the game. And I, so I always look to them to see how they do things. They put out new designs. I think it's cool that they have like a graveyard for old designs. You can bring them back. Like that's kind of what I do. And it's kind of something I may have stolen slash modeled from Fright Rags early on. So, I mean, they're that, that's, uh, you know, they're big and that's, you know, that is, that's great. But it's, you know, they, they're big for a reason. They've, they're on their game. Yeah. Um, and Ben. Have any others also. I like now that I'm thinking of shit, loud mouth threads. There you go. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're all, yeah, they're, they're all legit. Graveyard goods is awesome. Too. You ever heard yeah. of that guy? Yeah. yeah we were talking yeah, about them last cool. night. Yeah. I were feel, yeah. We were with our buddy. Yeah. yeah. With Justin. <laughs> it's oh, funny. Yeah, yeah. He's cool. He puts out really cool shit. I have a couple of his like typo negative shirts and uh, one of his Marilyn Manson shirts. I like when he does the band stuff. So yeah, yeah. I try to support whenever possible. For sure. It's funny you say that about Fright Rags because I feel like Ben provided the blueprint kind of for what everyone does now um i mean he uh, did just and as he's a, the as a merch company dude yeah. too like we had him on the podcast and he was like hey if you need advice or if you need guidance or if you need this if you need that he just says just dude the he best. instantly put his hand out and just super humble and so humble yeah. and, and helpful and kind and yeah he's, he's that's awesome man that, that makes me really happy to hear and maybe i should reach out to him for my podcast i think that'd be awesome oh my god yeah, yeah. dude he he's he amazing definitely, yeah, yeah. He's a the nicest guy. I will. That's that's good to know. And you, you love to hear that, you know. Yeah. Dude, yeah. We always get nervous when we talk to people who uh, met someone that like we idolize. It's like if you were to talk about Tom Atkins and you're like, he's a prick. Like I would have just left. You know. Oh I yeah. So I'm very to happy to report on the awesomeness of Tom Atkins. Cool. Jamie yeah. would just disintegrate next to me. Just yeah. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to you. He's just as cool. He's just as cool as he is in Halloween three in real life. Love it. That's amazing. Yeah. I always watch like the behind the scenes features of Blu-rays that he's been on. Um, and I just always love his interviews and the funniest the, one is, uh, on maniac cop. Maniac cop. Yeah. Like I love his oh, yeah. classic. I love his honesty and you know, the earnestness yeah. that he always has. Yeah. That's what I'm attracted to. And you know, meeting celebrities, quote unquote celebrities, which I always think it's kind of a funny, a funny thing that you know, celebrities <laughs> at horror conventions, like, 90% of the population would have no idea who the fuck they For are. Sure. But, yeah. but yeah. It, it, at a horror convention, they, they walk on water somehow, which yeah. I always think is kind of funny. Yep. But um, who's who's been your favorite celebrity that you've met at a horror convention? Just out of my curiosity. Uh, for me, Adrienne King uh, from the original Friday the 13th. Okay. Uh, she was like, I did the same thing. So we're, we're new to going to conventions. Like the Living Dead weekend was... That was my first one. That was one. Jamie's first. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And it was All my right. second. Oh, cool. So. Oh, uh, wow. Well, I hope it didn't disappoint you. No, dude. No, it was I was great. I was all in. I was no, like, where can cool. I go next? But when I went to my first show, I was straight up like, fuck this. I'm not, I'm not money to get an autograph. Like, I'm absolutely <laughs> not going to do that. I'm the same way. Yeah. But I get there and my friend, our friend Matt Pepler was exhibiting and uh i was just sitting at his table with him he's like oh you know the friday the 13th cast is here uh and i was like oh no way and it was a friday so it was there was no one there so and i was unfamiliar with the fact that these people are legit just like sitting at a table like this and you can just walk by and say hi to them and they'll say hi back like i was like oh i didn't realize that they're actual (laughs) human beings and like you can 
have conversations with them, right? But I had to pay for you to say hello. So yeah, there's that. That is cool. So she's standing there, and I was like, "Oh well, Adrian King, it's only forty bucks." And then Amy Steele sitting next to her, and I was like, "Well, it's only eighty bucks for both, right?" So yeah. I uh, I went and got out cash instantly, and I talked to Adrian King for like almost a half an hour. She was just the sweetest person. She was. Uh, at the end, I, I honestly felt like she cared about my family and my kids and I, oh, that's awesome, it just dude. like, it was the most humbling, yeah. uh, experience and she was really cool. And Russell yeah, Todd oh, yeah. was also there, uh, but he was not at his, his table and, uh, we just had him on the podcast and he, he was like, uh, we were talking about that show and how I, I ended up missing him, but yeah, he's. He he has been one of the cooler people we've talked yeah, to he as was, well. He was great. Yeah, you love to hear that. Yeah, Tom Atkins is the same way. Super nice. Um, who else? I, I had a funny experience with Tony Todd one time. That was it's probably my favorite interaction I've had with a celebrity. So we're this is in Chicago. He's at Flashback Weekend, and we're kind of like stationed near each other. He walks by my table, and he's very Candyman esque. <laughs> and he looks he looks back to me, and he goes. Death comes lifting. Cool. And then walks away. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, Candyman just checked me. And I like that. I appreciated that. That's funny. But have one-on-one conversations. Don Shanks from the my, Halloween five, Michael Myers is like one yeah. of my favorites I've ever talked to at a show. We talked about working out a lot. He's a fucking Jack dude, stunt man. He was awesome. There's a few that stick out, but you know, most of the time I don't, I don't really interact with too many. So this was, <laughs> The guy that played Michael Myers in Part Yeah, five. Don Shanks is his name. The Halloween five. Yeah, he's super nice. He's awesome. And which I think like I don't love that movie. I think it's universally it's kind of like the the maybe the worst one, people say, of the Halloween franchise. But him as Michael Myers is awesome. I think Michael Myers he he does a he does a good job. And he's uh, kind of scary, you know. Like with the with the scythe and the whole thing. Like yeah. they make Michael Myers yeah. scary in that one for sure he uh he kind of got the shaft with the mask but yeah other than yeah. that yeah definitely definitely they gave it to him and he was like are you sure <laughs> this is what you want me to wear yeah he was like whatever you look at this you guys Do have the one from this. last movie i think you the left this in the dryer five? for too long on accident Do you yeah. think it's the worst mask of the franchise Halloween pod? i think so yeah i don't yeah. think it's the worst movie though i think no resurrection yeah. the worst movie okay the one with buster rhymes I know, but like just because Buster Rhymes is in it and that all that happens, I think it's all, all at the same time. It might be kind of one of the best movies of the franchise. It's, it's entertaining. Well, I will it's say that the fact that it's self-aware and supposed to be that way makes it more manageable sometimes in part five because part five was trying to be serious. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And Resurrection, I don't think was trying to be serious. Right. So right. Yeah. One of my favorite facts about the Halloween franchise, and I've probably said this on like multiple podcasts before, but like this is how much I love it that I don't care. I'll say it is um, if you follow the original storyline, like the arc that like John Carpenter created. So that is like the first one to resurrection. It ends with Busta Rhymes roundhouse kicking Michael Myers into a burning garage. <laughs> that's how that's how that that's how that arc ends. And to, I just want people to meditate on that. Do you think John Carpenter is excited by that fact? <laughs> I I doubt that. I don't think John Carpenter is excited by much. No. I feel like that's his vibe, and I, I respect it. For I really sure. Do. You should have asked him yesterday. I really, I wanted to. I wanted to. 
but he was cool. He was quiet. You know, he was just like, yeah, yeah. That's he's getting papa papa paid to be there, so he better be happy. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's yeah. just comfortable behind a bunch of keyboards and synth machines, and yeah. that's why I like and it. Same. I love. I'm probably more of a fan of John Carpenter as a musician than I am as a filmmaker. Yeah, so I love, I love his soundtracks. I do as well, man. All the time. Yeah, they, I, his scores are unreal. I'd be cool to get to one of those shows because I know he does the, the whole big production. Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah dude, it was cool. I, I've seen him once once here, um, and it was the day before Guns and Roses was in town, and Guns and Roses came to the show at like this small venue. Whoa! They were like Slash was like hanging out with people at the John Carpenter show. It was fucking really cool. Yeah, that's it was a couple. It was probably like almost 10 years ago at this point but that's wild it was dope you guys want to get into some zombie movies let's go please all right so i figured we just go chronologically if that's cool Um, yeah absolutely you want to introduce the uh first one here jamie i feel like zombie movies are kind of like i was thinking when you guys asked me what, what are my top three and I know I said earlier that I don't really like zombie movies that much. So I'm like, I think this would be an interesting conversation. Like, I'll have to pick, like, my three. I'll probably be ones that probably you wouldn't think. But For then sure. I was thinking, like, is Frankenstein a zombie movie? Is Evil Dead a zombie movie? I would like, say you can make the argument for both yeah. of those. I, right. I, think I know. And if so, those would be in there. But I also didn't want to pick, like, normal stuff. Like, everybody loves Frankenstein and Evil Dead. But. For sure. Yeah. No, I think you did a good job picking um, more obscure not necessarily obscure, but you know what I mean. And these are, know, yeah. the, Unorthodox, I would say. Yeah. These are good selections too, because I feel like we uh, we cover a lot of different format. Time, time yeah. Like uh, yes. portrayal uh, of zombies. Yeah, there are a lot of movies modeled after these films. I think, and I, I think that they kind of set standards in their own way. Sure. So, I agree. Right, first up, Jamie. Yep. All right. So the first movie chronologically is from 1932. White zombie. Um, Haiti. Land of the voodoo. Comes the most infamous cult of all. Bela Lugosi as Murder Legendre. I see death. Master of the undead damned. The sinister power behind the white zombie. Starring uh, Belbar Lugosi, right. um, directed by Victor Halperin. Uh, what's uh, what are some of your thoughts on this movie, Zach? I love classic monster movies. I love the Universal. Well, I love the Hammer horror stuff too, but I love the black yep. and white Universal classic monster movies. I love Bela Lugosi. I love his, you know, the menacing classic mind control guy, and I think this is a very cool take on zombies um the voodoo kind of mind control servant zombies i I think is a more powerful metaphor because that uh, because if that's what zombies are at the end of the day are metaphors for us being like sheep in this world uh controlled by the masses right that's as much as rising from the grave to feast upon brains and stuff is is cool I think the uh, mind control version of zombies is a, is more powerful and in a lot of ways more more creepy. And that movie is just totally creepy and has its own atmosphere. It's it's uh it's it's very slept on. I think I think it's 
think it's super legit. That's my thoughts on White Zombie. And I love the band White Zombie because yeah. I'm a Rob yeah. I grew up a Rob Zombie fan musically. I like I like most of his movies, but musically I love Rob Zombie. And uh, I always like White Zombie even more than Rob Zombie. So once you look into them and that you got that they got their name from this movie, I go, oh shit, I gotta check this movie out as a 12-year-old kid. So then I did, <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, this is this is some cool shit. So it's always been one of my favorite zombie movies for sure, because of that. Yeah, I think the the idea in this film too of basically having the the master who's responsible for orchestrating all of it and creating the opportunity for those that are being controlled to get them back kind of thing. Like, cause the whole thing is what's her name? Madge Bellamy. Um, trying to re you know, reclaim her ability to be a human being. Um, and her, her fiance kind of like that takes a metaphor to another step, which is like, yeah, Uh, you can become a zombie, but then you can also, get out of that yeah um, it's a redemption story yeah and a love story at the same time those those movies were layered they weren't just horror to be horror there was a lot of a lot of shit going oh on. for sure and this was ni- 1932 like tackling some of these concepts i know exactly. it takes place on a haitian plantation and th- i mean this this movie is horribly racist at times um it is yeah which is also i mean fucked up in its own right but also important to recognize too yeah no i totally agree um yeah but i i gotta say the so the lore i thought was cool on this one with uh how there was basically you have your albert wesker character uh who's orchestrating all of this but i i loved the end when they're walking off the side of that wall um you know down next to the steps and like the the zombies are just like falling off the side of the castle yeah, one yeah. by one. Yeah, that's cool as hell. And then the Bella Lugosi, when he when he gets sent over the side, dude, and they show him like falling off the side of the building <laughs> and then hit the water. But like it's so clearly it looks like they just took a set of clothing and stuffed it with like hay. There's like shit <laughs> yeah. popping out when it yeah. falls in the water. Exactly what they did, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's classic, man. That that stuff you you can't recreate that. Even sometimes for the better, you can't recreate that. But you know, it just totally belongs to its own time. And watching the, those movies is like you know going back in time for me. So I love doing that. Yeah, I, I think this is the first I've seen this movie. I think this was my oh, first cool, experience man. with it. Yeah, mine as well. Yeah, in completion for sure. And we watched. Did you watch the colorized version like I did? I did. I would have preferred I find available. Yeah, I would have preferred black and white. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever seen the color corrected version of it to be honest it's weird because i feel like the obviously it was 1932 but i feel like they used multiple different cameras because some of the shots were like pretty crisp um especially for it being made in the early 30s and then some of them were just like what happened here yeah you can't even you can barely see like what's what's going on but um yeah so color correcting that would have been a nightmare in my opinion honestly the way it turned out it's like you might as well just kept it black and white you know um but i love the grandiose nature of the universal films and this one as well like that shot inside the castle um great dude dude. fucking so good yeah that's i mean that's obviously my vibe that's what i want to go for yeah the overarching gothic tones dude for sure bam margera's house exactly exactly (laughs) But if Frankenstein is allowed to be a zombie movie, I'd say that's my favorite, probably. 
yeah. of the of the universal. I mean, that's just like it's a great. That's one. good on every level of being good. It takes it, you know. It's, it's not even good. It's not a good horror movie. It's just a fucking great movie. Yeah, Bride of Frankenstein as well. I, I think both of those are yeah. fucking great. Yeah, back we, to back. We actually, when we had Gary on, we yeah, Ghoulish Gary. We covered Universal monster films. That's what we. That was his uh his theme. So we watched a, a shitload in preparation for that. Yeah, I think he he picked one of the Frankenstein. It was, it was Bride. Yeah. Oh no, it was Son. I'm sorry, Son of yeah, Frankenstein. Son, son yeah. of Frankenstein. Also great. Yeah. yeah, all those movies are awesome. Yeah. I've been Costello me Frankenstein is great. Oh, yeah, so good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is, is crazy how intellectually driven so many of these films were because the you know managing life through wars. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In that time period, there's always that commentary. Like Son of Frankenstein had a, a huge Nazi element to it, um, yeah. because it was post World War II, and again, even like this taking place on the Haitian plantation. You know, there's you're looking at different elements of slavery, and uh, there are parallels, and that's there was commentary to that and the representation of that. So, I thought, sure. uh, yeah, I thought this was, I thought this was good. I I am glad that we were pushed to watch this because I'm not sure we would have sought it out. It's very cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Thank you guys. Yeah. Glad I could help. Thank you. Let's head to our next one. Anything else on white zombie? No, I think we got it. All right. Wearing the barbell legacy shirt in preparation for white zombie. Dude, perfect. <laughs> I love that. All right. So next up is, um, Zach, you want to introduce this second one? Yeah, it's Zombie, directed by Lucio Fulci. most people will just call it 1979 79 uh, that is, yeah it's the coolest dude this movie first off i th- so this was supposed to be a sequel for dawn of the dead right like the italian sequel the to italian dawn sequel yeah. which is a very strange concept very strange concept. because they're not <laughs> related at all no i think no. that it was just kind of like you know, Fulci's powerhouse, this thing happened in the States in the form of Dawn of the Dead, which took captivated absolutely everybody. They were like, hey, there's a We're natural... going to capitalize. Yeah. yeah. So they called it Zombie 2, I think, right, uh-huh. in uh, in Italy. Yeah. And then everyone was like, hey, there's no Zombie 1. So <laughs> what let's the just fuck? It, it just zombie. became Zombie. And then there's Zombie 3 and 4 out there, too, and stuff. Yeah. So but, uh, the premise of this, though, is uh, it's about strangers who are looking for... Um, young woman's missing father and similarly they arrive at a tropical island so that's kind of mm-hmm. the the vibe of this one is um it's, it's got the island sort of vibes and they are you know in, they encounter this thing where there's this uh epidemic of the undead because there's a doctor who's yet again fucking around with uh the fate of humanity yep and i watched this one directly after um white zombie 
And oh, I got to yeah. say, like, the filming on this in the restoration, it is so crisp and clean and clear. And it's like, it's beautifully shot. And that song, that the song, the score, I think, is only one song because it's like literally playing the entire movie. Yeah. But, but it's awesome. I, dude, yeah. talk about uh, working out. Like, I will do a thousand push ups to that song. It's so good. That that score, the way it like swoops yeah. in and uh the score is amazing in this dude, one. it's so good. I, I instantly started looking to see if I can find it on vinyl last night as I was watching this. That's great. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, and that's why I love it for all those reasons. I mean, it's a whole experience and it's one of the only like I would consider this a straight zombie movie. Like, you know, there's voodoo stuff, it's cool, but it's a you know, zombies rising from their grave, eating people and you know, some stuff like that. But I'm not bored for one second of this movie no. ever. You know what I mean? It's and that so cold open too, like with the the body bag scene. Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love how they open with that, and then they address it later in the film. Right. Uh, I love I love how they do that. It's but, a smart movie. Fulci is one of my favorite filmmakers ever. All of his movies are just like in a whole experience, audio, visual. It's yes. like every frame, every shot, all the colors. I mean, they're like. They're like paintings come to life, like really horrific paintings yeah. come to life. And uh, I love how just, I mean, it just has fucking balls at the end of the day. Like I miss movies that just have balls, you know, like yeah, this is the classic so shot of the girl's and... eye going into the fucking broken door frame Dude. Is, is the best, this, right? You know? The way it happens so slowly. God damn. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you, you that the way it's set up is like they're not, it's not going to happen. They're going to cut away from it or whatever. But that fucking goes in, it tears out her eye. It's great. Yeah, you know, we need more. We need more of this. To your world. point, the pacing is just fantastic because there's not, there's no element of this movie that's boring. Like the boat is, that's that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, right. You know, her underwater with the shark and the zombie, and it's okay. just like one hundred percent the best scene. It's a shark, bro. One hundred percent the best scene. Want. That's all you really need to know. If, yeah. if you've never seen this movie, a zombie fights a shark and it wins. I, you're right. That's all you need to know. That's the selling <laughs> <Yeah>. point. <laughs> I am also really curious on why she so casually is not wearing a bathing suit. It's like they go out of their way to prove how like skimpy every like even the bottom is like that might blow off. It's just like he really. So my my favorite thing, though, is that like there's that whole scene where she's getting ready to go in and they're really sexualizing her. Right. Right. Yeah. And then she gets attacked by a zombie. And the first thing she does when she comes up is cover up like she, right. uh, she puts that towel on and then they're like trying to figure out what's going on with the drive shaft or whatever on the boat. <laughs> and she's still bobbing around naked in the water. And I was like, at this point, like, you, you know, you're in some shit. Uh, so you're probably yeah. really regretting not bringing a top <laughs> by this point in time. Uh, but no, that, European, bro. that's why. Uh, yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's European what, New York City. I also yeah. love the juxtaposition between, as you said, you know, the beautiful deserted island um, or the beautiful tropical island setting mixed just with this. Everything is horrific going on that island. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's a it's just a great vibe. The yep. whole experience is. Yeah, never, it never gets old. I thought so. Watching this, I was like, man, the, the budget must have been a zillion dollars uh, because of that underwater scene. Right. So I looked it up last night and it said 410 million. And I was like, holy hell. And then I realized that was Italian money. Yeah. And I did the conversion. And at least today, that conversion 
equates to about $500,000. So it was less back then, obviously. No, maybe not then. I, I, yeah, I'm not. We don't know. I don't know. I live weights for a living. Don't make me do math. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I guess my point is they, they didn't have a, bu- uh, very much of a budget. Yeah, it was a low was. budget. Yeah, for sure. And that whole, being able to pull off that underwater scene, that's insane. It's insane. Some renegade shit. For yeah. sure. And they used a real yeah. shark for that. I was going to say, there's yeah. no way they didn't use real a real shark. shark. Yeah. I think they heavily sedated the shark. Yeah. But it was a real shark. Yeah. yeah. Can you they imagine being the guy in the zombie costume? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I guess they fed the shark a fresh meal, popped him with some yeah. sedatives, and then were like, here we go. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they did. <laughs> yeah, the spirit of those movies is insane. Which is but. shit you don't get nowadays, you know? No. Now it's like, let's CGI that fucker. What I'm saying, no balls in horror movies these Dude, days. You're right. Bring back the balls. Well, I I think this was a great pick, man. I I, I forgot Thanks. how much I enjoy this movie, and oh, cool, man. I forgot how it it really is. It's just it's beautiful looking. Yeah, so saturated. All of his, all of his work is you know, full cheese oh, great. Yeah. Go go explore those, everyone. Make yeah, and the better. scores are also always amazing. Always amazing. Yep. Yeah, the Beyond is one of my oh. favorite soundtracks ever. Yeah. Oh, dude. Get me in there. All right, let's head to our last one. Anything else on Zombie from 79? Watch think, it, everybody. Yeah, Do it. definitely. If you haven't seen it, watch zombie it. Zombie 2. This yeah. was probably my favorite of the three, even though cool. the one we're about to talk about is so amazing good. in its own right. They're just totally different movies, so it's hard to compare. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of the idea. For sure. Yeah, you nailed it on that. Thanks, man. All right, so so what is it, John? Our last one is from 2004. It's Shaun of the Dead. Do you ever think that modern life is not for you? Do you do the same dead-end job every day? Is your love life dying on its feet? To a wonderful mom. Oh, have you ever felt that you're turning into the world. a zombie? Maybe you're not alone. Piss it. Although no one official is prepared to comment, religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. It is vital. That's right. So and this is the Edgar Wright classic, right? With Simon Pegg, <laughs> Nick Frost. Uh, the <laughs> I cannot explain how hard... I mean, I've seen this movie a bunch of times. How hard I was just laughing down Dude. here in my basement last night watching through this movie. I had, no, I had popcorn. Never, that's, yeah, it really never gets old. It's easy to forget how good this movie is because it's like, oh, yeah, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, it's a good one. But no, every so time you watch good. it, you notice again how like the way it's shot, uh, the way it's edited, the score again is great. And then just the humor is so fucking good. And it's so the the way it's shot is so intelligent. Yeah, like it's. It's wildly like that scene yeah. when he's running into her apartment to try to save and just like the way he's hitting them with his fucking cricket club. Oh, <laughs> I love the it. The pacing. Yeah. The timing, the continuity. I mean, that movie is airtight. You yeah, know? it really is. It, it's, it's so fucking good. And going back to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, humor and what I do and, and, and darkness and all that stuff to me that those movies, that movie is a perfect zombie movie and it is a perfect comedy movie. And it's just put together, right? Yeah. It's not a funny zombie movie. It's not a funny. I mean, it's just a perfect movie that is perfect comedy and perfect horror. It's an absolute love letter to Romero. 
Yeah. Like it's a, a by the book zombie movie that is you can't fuck with it. If you took out all the humor, it's great. It's a great zombie movie. Yeah. You take yeah. out all the zombies, it's a fucking beautiful, funny, romantic comedy that is clever as fuck. Yeah, it's a great and point. Yeah. Put together. And that's what really I I mean, I strive to do that in, in everything I do. So it's it's legit humor, but it's legit horror too. And it's just well, well executed. It's yeah. uh it's yeah. a mat it's a fucking masterpiece, in my opinion. And I love the character development character arc you know you yeah. wake up in the apocalypse basically and you go to the corner store you're, you're, you're 15 cents short to buy your can of diet coke yeah. and you're hung over and you don't realize what's happening around you to the point where you come inside and you and when he's uh flipping through the channels too and it's like on the press like the uh <laughs> the channel like he gets the whole story through every channel yeah, yeah. and it's just yeah. it's it's so, so fun like that in itself like uh, how how do you how do you come up with that uh it just man i was i was laughing so hard down here last night and just smiling uh while experiencing this again so good good man i love to hear that it brings me so much joy me and my one my best friend we have a because do you are you familiar with the the cornetto trilogy so it is shawn of the dead hot fuzz and the world's end and shawn of the dead is the only horror movie hot fuzz is like an action cop movie and the world's end is like a sci-fi movie and they have a drinking game to all of those so and one of my my me and my best friend that's like our what we do is we play the cornetto trilogy like drinking games like way more times than i care to mention on a on a podcast <laughs> probably and uh, it makes it just they're the richest, funniest movies ever. I really, I, I couldn't recommend them enough. And there's shit in those movies that are, it's just like, every time you watch them, you find something new. And uh, they're so smartly written. Like, yeah. since you guys just watched Shaun of the Dead. Um, I think when Shaun just breaks up with his girlfriend and he's talking to Ed, uh, you know, they're crying to each other. And, and Ed gives, he like lays out the plan. He goes, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to have Bloody Marys in the garden in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to have a fight at the King's Head and we'll be back at the bar for shots. And all those things happen throughout the movie in different ways. So there's like shit like that, right? So Bloody Mary is the zombie in the garden that she hits, they hit over the head with. That's the first zombie. Then, oh. you know, they end up at the bar for shots, the Winchester shooting each other. Like That's shit cool. like that. Like it's so smart. I, I, I didn't even put that together. No. That's yeah, amazing. no, I know. It's like shit like that is insane. Also, I've never seen The World's End. Um, I do love Hot Fuzz. That's also um, goddamn hilarious. Yeah, and it's the same. Hot Fuzz even more so with how many different subplots they tie in and how many different characters. Like that is also an airtight movie. Like the the continuity is perfect on that. Yeah, World The World's End's great too. You you have to see. Yeah, it. I'll have Every to check time. that one out. Yeah, man. Um, Hot Fuzz fan. And I'm in the Cornetto trilogy in general, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. So the 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 bar in this movie, the Winchester? The Winchester. The Winchester. Man, I'll live there. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking like, yeah. I, where, so what's the plan? And he's it's standing behind him doing the W. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I love good. how he calls like one restaurant and can't get a reservation. And he's like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> Do you know what the name of that restaurant is? Did you catch that? Yeah, wasn't it Fulci's? It was Fulci's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did catch that. Tie into our last movie. Yeah, Fulci's fish. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, man. It's a, it's a great, it's a great thing. I took note of that. One of my favorite scenes too, is when the group of survivors meets the other group of survivors and they're all like mirror images of each other, essentially. Yeah. And they say hi to each other. Like, Hey, yeah. Hey, hi. (laughs) I love that. So, so good. That was one of the parts that had me in stitches (laughs) down here. Like when Nick yeah, Cross watched that story too. You know? Yeah. Oh, like, dude, so good. I love John. As uh, you said, the character arc of each character. Oh, yeah. I love that. Like even yeah. the the dad. You know, the shitty fucking stepdad yeah. or whatever. Uh, Wait, yeah. was that him? Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, it's Bill Nye. I yeah, feel he, like you just told me I was adopted. That's right. <laughs> and that everything I've known, I didn't know. <laughs> it's a lie. Yeah, yeah. They, there's endless rewatch value in in all those movies. All right, I'm gonna them. watch uh, Shaun of the Dead again. Need to. Today. Yeah, everybody should. <laughs> everybody um, should. I felt honorable mention. I was gonna put on this list, but I didn't because I wanted people to take me seriously. Was the first Resident Evil movie. So, uh, because you like the resident evil franchise or because you like the movie? I like the resident evil franchise. I grew up uh, playing the games and I think it's awesome. You know, the, the, their first couple games are awesome. Resident Evil so 2 is I was like super one of the pumped for the ever. movie when it came out. So I'd like, you know, it was exciting and I loved it. I like the, that they captured the vibe in the first one of the mansion. I think it's like a fun early 2000s zombie killing movie with a new metal soundtrack. It's like the whole yeah. thing. I don't yeah. really love many of the other ones, but yeah, I do like the first Resident Evil movie quite a bit. I loved the game so much growing up that I did the same thing where I was like, I'm going to suspend what I know is right, which is that this right. movie is not good and right. convince myself that it is good because I want it to be. Yeah. Right. Uh, so growing up, I really enjoyed the relationship I had with that movie because I just was willing to like throw what I knew was yeah. right out the window. It should have been so much better, but then they it all really should have. Really so, did, did you see the new Resident Evil that they put on fucking Netflix? I've been watching. You mean the show? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been watching yeah. it. Yeah. What, I've heard as a things. Resident Evil fan, what do you think? Because I didn't make it through the first episode because I thought it was gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I have not heard anything good. Um, it's. I mean, I appreciate that. They're. That was made by like people like us like these fans, okay. like serious fans of the franchise. So they're trying to do right. Do justice. Yeah. They're trying to do the right thing. Okay. Um, it's just, That's good to know. yeah, it's, I would stick with it. It's watchable, but I'll check it out. Yeah. Again, it's not, it's be, it's better than the movies in my opinion. Okay, cool. Um, cool, cool. but I also, you know, the movies really aren't, aren't good. And yeah. I wouldn't say this is good either, but it's better than the movies in my opinion. Did you watch welcome to raccoon city, Zach? Yeah, and I, I um I didn't love it, but I appreciated what it was trying to do. You know, bring the vibe of the first game back. That's what I liked about it. Yeah, way, you know, that's more the animated like, one. Right? John Carpenter no. made Resident Evil. I think was kind of what they were trying to do, and I appreciated that. But it just uh, didn't really come together. For sure, it had uh, good elements. I liked the set designs, uh, but yeah. yeah, way too much CGI. Dude. Way too much bad CGI. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. which plagues Bring a lot of sharks back. movies. Yeah. Bring the sharks back and the bulls. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's what we want. Feed that yeah. tiger shark a steak and let's go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, all this whack CGI movie. Don't, don't need it. 
Yeah, that first Resident Evil is an honorable mention for me. It's a ton of fun, and I thank Mila Jovovich in that. He's my favorite scream queen. Yeah, oh, she's nice. I think, I think the sexiest. You know, I think I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, 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 dude. She I, and she acts the I absolute love, shit out her. of that. She's she's amazing. Yeah, what a cool role. I mean, as as weird as those movies get, and as bad as some of yeah. them are, like what a fucking badass like leading female. In, in a in a zombie killing franchise like that's a that's a cool thing that For we sure. don't really like have otherwise kate beckinsale in the underworld movies like it one of those like really strong characters where she was probably was like oh cool i i got this new movie it's called underworld and little did she know that they're going to make like 96 of them yeah yeah you know what i mean <laughs> i tapped out after three but the, the first three are great i think I tapped out after two. I think after there one was my. Oh, you gotta check out Rise of the Lichens. That's the prequel. That's pretty good, actually. That might be the best one. Oh, oh all right. But Kate Beckinsale's not in it, and they're no leather pants. But there's a close second. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so John, uh, it's a Friday night. You're gonna put on a zombie movie of your choice. What's it gonna be? Um, I mean, think like ah, I'm in the mood for a zombie movie tonight. Yeah. Well, if you're going to like, yeah, I'm doing it. So if for comfort food, I'm going to go with something I'll, I'll put on a Romero. Um, day of the dead is actually one of the ones that really got me into zombie movies. Yeah. Uh, however, I think night of the living dead is probably my, my favorite of those. I just, I, I don't know. I have a really strong emotional attachment to that movie for a couple different reasons. You're not putting that on on a Friday night though. No, like tonight, I would put on maybe like the like the Savini version of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, which I have. So, I, I, yeah, I don't know. What about you? I was gonna say Day of the Dead. Day. Yeah. yeah. You want to borrow it? It's right behind me. I have the blue. Oh yeah, that's right. You yeah. bought that. Uh, you get that last year. Yeah, the Scream Factory. Yeah. Oh shit, that's that sale's still going on. By the way, I think. Yeah, I think Arrow has a sale going on right now as yeah. well. That's the one I was thinking yeah. of. Of the Romero films, Day of the Dead is my favorite. I will say that. Yeah. Love yeah, it. dude. That one. Again, I like that vibe, the palm trees. And the, I know that that's yeah. kind of off-putting for you, John. The, but I, just I, I love that. It's cool. Yeah. I like the juxtaposition of it. Exactly. I agree with you. Yeah. Jamie but, uh, knows I, I mean, the first, the first Night of the Living Dead, it's almost like, you know, it's like Halloween or something. You know, like it goes without saying that it's great and classic and ahead of its time and stuff, but. If I'm going to watch one, I like Day of the Dead. Yep. Jamie knows I get really, uh, and this isn't a knock on the the West Coast. Cammy, I'm sorry. I know you live in Nevada, so I'm not <laughs> trashing those places. But like the Fright Night remake, the fact that that takes place like where cactuses are drives me fucking like I will jump off the roof <laughs> thinking about it. I understand. Uh, Because I I want my Midwest neighborhood, the one I felt like I grew up in. Even Stranger Things, you hated that they were in the... so mad. Yeah. (laughs) I'll get pissed. I'll flip this table talking about it. Uh, Love it. But, yeah. So, I do, you know, I I love the West Coast, but I like uh, when it feels like we're in Ohio or Pennsylvania in a movie. Right. I agree. Halloween is like a Midwest suburban street. Yeah. It's supposed to be Haddonfield, Illinois, right? And we used, to live, we used to live there, not in Haddonfield, but Illinois. Yeah, and That's if cool. you live in PA or Ohio like we do, it's any street USA, you know? Yeah, any, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yep. Absolutely. 
All right, Zach. Dude, this was amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. This is a blast. I'm glad we got to check out some zombie movies, make a new friend. Um, Absolutely, bro. We'll have to get you and your... We found out that your podcast co-host, his first name is my last name, which is Wild yep. uh, Schuler. So sure. I have to get uh, you back on. We'll bring Schuler too. Yeah, man. That'll be a ton of fun. Just let us know. We'd love to. Amazing. Thank you guys very much. It was It was cool. Thank you. And uh, just to wrap it up, where can people find you online? What uh, website and social media, et cetera? Deathcomeslifting.com, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. You'll find it. Search Death Comes Lifting. You will find me. And thank you. And I love you. Thanks, guys.